Welcome to Two Larrys and a Mike. I'm Larry Doughty. Larry Bly over here on Mike Two, and Bye. Mike is um, oh, let's see. well, Mike has decided to become an Electrolux vacuum salesman. <laughs> As no one's ever heard him speak, this would seem to be against all odds, don't you think? And by the way, do they even make those anymore? uh, Do they even make vacuum cleaners anymore? I don't know. Anyway, it's not going swell there. Yeah? Frankly, Mike thinks that the business sucks. (laughs) You knew that was coming. Hey, how you doing, Larry? I'm doing great. Well, great. I'm doing doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to recover from spring fever, but that's okay. Oh, speaking Uh, of which, you know, for the third year in a row, we've been doing this for three years, I think. Yes. I have come down with a bad case of the creeping flocks. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, you can see it all over. It's it's, it's all over. All over town, the creeping flocks. But uh, I think I'm getting better. <laughs> They're creeping. What a funny uh, name how for. How are your irises? For flower. Did you notice them out front? I did. Aren't yes. they beautiful? Yes, they oh are. my gosh. And the bad thing is, I, I can't smell them because I have no taste or smell. Oh, no. Yes, no. yes, yes. Everything from the chin up is dead. <laughs> and by the way, that includes the brain as of this morning, as you well know. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, this is what we call episode 62. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be albums turning 50 oh my heavens. in 2023 oh, don't uh, say it's not a so. few podcasts back we did uh, the songs the singles turning 50 i'm not sure i can even remember back that far <laughs> but let's give it a try larry <laughs> all right we'll we'll get to the opening montage in just a couple of minutes but first what do you say we do some birthdays oh yes the old birthday band is right here wow who's having it uh let's see richard chamberlain Yes, as we revealed recently, he did a little singing. Uh, Richard Chamberlain, 89. Uh, he was Dr. Kildare on he TV. Was he was Dr. Kildare. He was yes, fabulous. He was. By the way, I used to go to him myself on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Always available. He was a good doctor. Plus, he sang well. <laughs> Shirley Jones of the Partridge family, Mama Partridge. Oh, my heavens. 89, musician Herb Albert, 88. Uh, guitarist Mick Ralphs of Bad Company and... Mott the Hoople. Haven't heard much out of them. No, in years. The, the old Hooples. Yeah, the, 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 they've hit the Hoople. Uh, 79. Country is. singer Hillary Scott. Wasn't she fantastic with Lady A yes. on the uh, the Beach Boys? The Beach Boys thing. Tribute. Boy, that was true. Everybody's talking about mm-hmm. that. Uh, Hillary Scott turned 37. Emmy Lou Harris. 76, country singer Billy Dean, 61. Who's Billy Dean? Billy Dean. Oh, What's his big great, hit? Great. Of course you would ask me that. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, My heart's like a big old bucket. No, Wasn't that no, his? No, oh, okay. no, no, right, no, no. Billy the Kid. Oh, okay. Did a great, great version of that. Wayne Newton, 81. Eddie Murphy, 62. Clive Davis, turning 91. Now, he's not a singer, but... You know, music producer extraordinaire. Well, if it weren't for Clive Davis, there wouldn't be a lot of well, singers. That, that is so true. He is such a genius. Uh, Singer-producer Pharrell Williams turned 50. Alan Clark of the Hollies, 81. Agnetha Folkskog. I beg your pardon? Is it something ABBA. that you caught on the way over here? One of one of the members of ABBA. ABBA, 73. 73. Now I'll be talking. I guess you'll be talking about their guitarist who oh, just passed away. yeah, yeah. So sad. John Oates of Hall. Holland Oates, Balin Hay, and Pick and Cotton, 75. <laughs> singer Janice in the 72. Producer, singer, producer, Babyface Edmonds, you remember, 65. Mm-hmm. He's not so baby-faced anymore. 
a little saggy. Musician John Kay of Steppenwolf, 79. What do you say we do the opening montage of albums turning 50 in Album cuts there, uh, cuts like uh, you did a good job. Uh, thank, on that, Larry. thank you so much. From Larry the, always does the opening <laughs> montage from the album. There goes Ryman Simon with Paul Simon's Kodachrome, Tubular Bells, Mike Oldfield from uh, the, I guess that would be The Exorcist. Yeah, what a strange thing. Back in those days, they were still playing instrumentals, and mm-hmm. that was a big one too. Yes, yes, it was. Jonathan Livingston Siegel. From uh, Neil Diamond and the song B, Goat's Head Soup, Stones, and Angie, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player. Ouch. Ouch. Elton John, mm-hmm. Crocodile Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago Six, Had Feeling Stronger Every Day, Jesus Christ Superstar Soundtrack, Murray Head there. Billion Dollar Babies from Alice Cooper. Murray Head, what else did he do? Uh, Murray Head. Uh, one Night uh, one in Bangkok. Nine, one Night in Bangkok. Great yes, song. Yes, indeed. Great song. Billion Dollar Babies from Alice Cooper. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Quadrophenia, The Who, and Love, Rain, or Me. Uh, We're an American Band, Grand Funk, and Mind Games from John Lennon. Inner Visions, Stevie Wonder, Living for the City. I've been in a Grand Funk myself the last 30 days. <laughs> but I'm coming out of it, Larry. I'm coming out of it. So did you find many surprises here? I was a little surprised uh, looking back at the number one album for 1973. Well, not real surprised, but it, it recently turned 50. Dark Side of the Moon mm-hmm. from Pink Floyd sold uh, has sold 50 million copies. Isn't that incredible? That is incredible. I was never really a Pink Floyd fan. Fan. Uh, another big one. Uh, Goodbye, Yellowbrook Road. Oh, yeah. Huge. How, how many did they sell? Uh, 30, 31 million. Wow. Now, keep in mind, uh, Goodbye, Yellowbrook Road, 17 songs, mm-hmm. one hour and 16 minutes, which today is not very long no. for 17 songs. But I guess what one whole side of the album was probably Funeral for a Friend. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But you know, Elvis was still hanging in there then. Uh, well, that's true. Ben uh, Aloha mm-hmm. from Hawaii uh, sold almost six million, and uh, he also had um, an album just called Elvis mm-hmm. sold five million. So yep. he was hanging yep. in there pretty good with sales. Hard to believe in 1973, two of the biggest selling albums came from the Beatles. Mm-hmm. The Beatles, uh, 1967 to 1970, these are the red and the blue albums, as I like to call them. Mm-hmm. And uh, then 1962 to 66. And in sales, they were pretty much in the same ballpark, uh, over 13, 14 million in something. sales. Uh, we had a uh, crossover or two from the countryside, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite 
artist, Charlie Rich, behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. Sales yeah. of uh, over $4 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. He, he was very good. It was also a jazz pianist. Do you know that? He wrote a lot of his own stuff. No, but strangely enough, on some of his big songs, he did not play piano. How did they ever get around <laughs> to making decisions like that? I'll, I'll never know. You know, and I'm just glancing at the list of albums that came out in 73. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. I mean, country played a pretty good role with the Silver Fox. And then you had John Denver. His album, Greatest Hits, sold close to 10 million units. John Denver just put into the uh, Library of Congress. John Denver is in the Library of Congress. As of the other day. I had no idea. Uh, now you know. No idea. Now you know. Uh, Janis Joplin, uh, her Greatest Hits, sold just under 10 million units in 73, which is pretty impressive. And then you have the Carpenters, their singles from 1969 to 1973, and man, they crank some out. Mm-hmm. 7 million units. That's incredible. Which is pretty impressive. Chicago 6, mm-hmm. uh, great album. Uh, sales of over 2 million back then. Yep. Killing Me Softly With Your Breath. Roberta song. Flack. Song. Oh, song. I yep. always get that wrong. Uh, Roberta Flack, over 2 million. And we were just talking about that song, Killing Me Softly with his song. Mm-hmm. It just surprises me that that song stayed at number one in 1973 for five weeks. No wonder I was kind of getting a little tired of it toward the end. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I think out. about the other songs that came before it on the charts of that year. Thank you, uh, Billboard and Joel Woodburn. Like, You're So Vain started the year, uh, stayed at number one for three weeks. Superstition from Stevie Wonder, only one week. Crocodile Rock from Elton, three weeks. And then comes Killing Me Softly that stays there for five. All right. Which is, you know, pretty darn impressive. And just looking back, Killing Me Softly with his song stayed at number one. Uh, longer than any other song at number one. The the only competition it really had, tie yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Oh Stayed there for four weeks in the spring. Bruce, uh, Springsteen was already coming on strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Uh, yep. Over two million sold on that one. Yep. No. How about Desperado from the Eagles? No, great album. You know, it, it album. just seems like that, that album has been out forever but it's just hard to imagine that Mm -hmm. you know that album did as well as it did and we've kind of forgotten about it in so many ways you got joker steve miller band Uh big sales there Mm -hmm. temptations called the temptations selling real big still they were hanging in there aladdin sane i believe it's called david Bowie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, there are a couple of surprises, but I, I don't want to talk about this one right now because we're going to hit it in a couple of minutes no, somewhere okay. else. Uh, All right, in the program, we were talking movies earlier, and the, I guess the two standout movies in '73 or with breakthrough hits. Uh, one, the instrumental "Tubular Bells," mm-hmm. as we mentioned from The Exorcist. Neil Diamond's song "B" only made it to number thirty-four on the singles charts. But the soundtrack, Jonathan Livingston Seagull, yes, about a seagull, uh, sold 10 million copies that summer and fall. And, of course, let's not forget the uh, the Broadway musical and rock opera Jesus Christ Superstar with Andrew Lloyd Webber and mm-hmm. Tim Rice. Oh, yeah. As I dug a little deeper into that album, uh, it featured breakthrough hits from, ready? 
Yvonne Elliman, mm-hmm. if I can't have you, have you right. uh, she does uh, I Don't Know How to Love Him, which will be a huge hit on the pop charts for Helen Reddy, peaking right. at number 13. Mm-hmm. There was Paul Davis and Yvonne Elliman doing a duet on the songs uh, Peter's Denial, and then, of course, Murray Head right. doing um, Superstar, which, um, you know, in its day... That got a lot of the churches riled up. Jesus well, I, Christ Superstar. I went out and bought the album, but I hid it from my Aunt Tootsie. <laughs> <laughs> John Lennon uh, had Mind Games, of course, the yeah. album. Yeah, uh, I don't know yeah. how many that sold, but it was a lot. I can tell you that right mm-hmm. now. Uh, Tales from the Topographic Oceans, which I'm not familiar with. But yes, and I'm, I'm going to have to go back. I don't and, think I remember that either. And look You're up right. and see what was on there. That it must have had a hit or two. Mm-hmm. Must have. Welcome by Santana, real big. Burning by Bob Marley and the Whalers. Oh yeah. And Brain Salad Surgery. Emerson Lake and Palmer. I actually went up and bought that album. <laughs> Did you really? I was hoping it would help me think better. What? You mean they had something other than Lucky Man? <laughs> they did. Okay. Yeah, they did. I don't know why, but they did. Uh, can we go back to one? Sure. Uh, Elton John's uh, Goodbye Yellowbrook Road. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned uh, Funeral for a Friend, which was just a, an awesome, awesome song. Uh, and if you worked, of course, you were on mornings mm-hmm. uh, about that time. And nope. you weren't able to play something like that. Nope. No. Th- that's no, why we kind of restricted. Uh, it was uh, you know there were songs that were off limits for mornings because it might jolt people out of their chairs. Well, over that their coffee. and the fact that the song was what 10, 11 minutes oh, long. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have time for ten or eleven minutes. We had too many commercials. But to I get mean, in. think of the albums singles that were on Goodbye Yellowbrook Road. Right, Benny and the Jets, mm. uh, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Uh, Candle in the Wind, which uh, I guess would later be released as a, a tribute to Lady Di. Huge. But one of my true favorites on that album, Gray Seal. You remember that song? No. Great, great song. was recorded for Elton's second self-titled album, and it didn't make the cut. How about that? Gray Seal never made the cut. The original can be heard on the compilation Rare Masters, Ooh. which was released in uh, 1992. Mm-hmm. Were you a big Stevie Wonder fan? I always was a big Steve Wonder fan. I love Intervisions. Everything that he did, I loved. Of course, Intervisions was the follow-up to Talking Book. Mm-hmm. Talking Book came out in 72. But, uh, I mean, think how. You okay there? Excuse me. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. (laughs) That's the first sound of spring right there. Right there. Uh, (laughs) Definitely was the spring, all right. (laughs) Uh, But following Talking Book, here comes Intervisions. Talk about how things have changed. Intervisions deals with drugs, urban turmoil, crisis in spirit, politics. It was all on Stevie Wonder's mind. And I think it may all be in the album version of the song Living for the City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Hey, Old Blue Eyes was still hanging in there, but just barely on the pop charts. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Old Blue Eyes is back. Uh-huh. Frank Sinatra. That was a big hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big hit album back in 73. 
How yeah. about uh, Joe Walsh? The smoker you drink, the player you get. Oh, man, that was a great album. I love that. And then there was Dixie Chicken by Little Feet. Yeah, oh, yeah Baby, yeah. that was a great album. Yeah. Living in the Material World by George Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you had Passion Play from uh, Jethro Tull. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sweet Freedom. No, not not the version from Michael McDonald, but Uriah Heep. Yeah, I mean, it's just some great songs. Call me Al Green. Al Green, uh, in fact, yeah. he had two He had two big albums in 73, mm-hmm. Call Me mm-hmm. and Living For You. Yep. A lot of good yep. stuff. Some great albums. And, of course, there was Alice Cooper, Cooper and the Muscle of Love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We yeah. won't be talking about that. Anyway, uh, Trey Ombre's ZZ Top. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we mentioned that one or not, no. but that was a big one for sure. Mm-hmm. And Around the World with Three Dog Night by Guess Who. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're right. Cat Stevens? Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Three Dog Night, so there you go. And, uh, of course, we were all turned on to the... Um, Great sounds of Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh, man. Uh, they came out with two albums, Overdrive and Overdrive 2, in 1973. So there you go. Just just a few of the great albums. I do mean few, because we did leave some off of here. B.B. King, Earth, Wind & Fire, Jackson Brown was uh, coming on strong, mm-hmm. Hall & Oates. Abandoned Luncheonette. You said you didn't remember that album? No. That was uh, some early Hall & Oates. Uh, of course, Herbie Hancock, Ringo Starr was... Uh, uh, making a name for himself as a solo act. So is it time for... Seconds guessing? That's what I was wondering. Are you axing for it? I'm axing. Well, if you're axing, I'm giving, all right? Okay. We'll right. be all right. We'll do, we'll do that. Now, am I naming the album or am I naming it, either just one. the group? We're okay. going to let you get by with anything okay. on this one. If you can name the tiniest little thing, it would be I'd be grateful for okay, it. Okay, Flatten yeah. Scruggs. <laughs> no? No. Uh, I, because it's oh, a we haven't different, started yet. Have we? A little different what we've done. Oh, you're already guessing, and I haven't done anything. All right. Well, okay. Oh, uh, prize. First of all, I have to tell you about the prize. Oh, okay. okay. All right. From the old podcast prize closet mm-hmm. here at our luxury Southeast studios, uh, this learn to play the bongo kit. <laughs> yes. You can learn to play the bongo in three easy steps, Larry. Actually, that's more steps than necessary, but just in case. (laughs) In no time at all, you'll be playing the bongo like famous players like... Ricky uh, Ricardo. uh, And yes, like Preston Epps, whom you just heard right there. That's Preston. That is a big hit record in 1950 called Bongo Rock. A minor hit, and there must be another famous one. Yes, you just mentioned him. Ricky Ricardo. There you go. Probably the most famous bongo player of them all. And so handsome, too, by the way. Well, that's true. You'll be playing Babalu in no time at all. A real chick magnet, too, I might add. And just because I used to play drums doesn't mean playing the bongos is as easy as it sounds. Oh, really? I've never tried the bongos. I've uh, only played songs. Wasn't there a song in the early 70s we played on ROV that was a bongo song? I couldn't think of what it was, but I'm pretty certain there was something in the early 70s, 71 or 72, that uh, involved a great deal of bongolese. Hmm. I'm pretty certain of it. I'll have to look that up, do a little research on we'll it. We'll dig into that. I'll get back to you, Larry. i gotta, okay. I got to go right now. Mike, work on that. All right, here okay. we go. Are you All ready right. for uh, Seconds Guessing? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. When are you going to come down? Easy oh, piece. Yeah, it's Elton's uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Absolutely. I should have stayed on the phone. I should have listened to my mind. He and Bernie Taupin wrote the best songs. Brilliance. Yeah. Absolute brilliance. Here comes another one. 
McCartney and Wings. Is that band on the run? You got it. You're okay. doing pretty good. Sales of seven million, by the way, this album. I love this album. Man, McCartney. No Okay, here's, here's okay. going to be a little tougher one. Oh, so boy. It's going to be a little right. tougher. I'm ready. All right. Oh, I wish I was in the land of That's uh, Elvis. Yep. Old times are not forgotten. Look away. Look away. Look away. Look away. Dixie Lane. Dixie Lane. I knew you wouldn't get that. I wouldn't either. Aloha from Hawaii album. Uh, so I don't know why I picked that one because I thought it was It's a great song. Yeah, it is. You did yeah. a great job on yeah. it. All right. Uh, behind Closed Doors. Uh, <laughs> did I have a little wiggle there? <laughs> uh, Charlie Rich. Charlie Rich. My baby makes me smile. <laughs> There was one point there. I'm thinking, did you pull this off of a 45 and it was warped? I'm not sure. <laughs> that was kind of strange. I don't know whether they can hear it out there. We can hear it in our headphones, that's for sure. Oh, this one's so easy. Oh, yeah. How did I miss this one when we were talking about? Billy Joel's Piano Man. Sales of 4,200,828. How many times he's had to do that live? No, I know. <laughs> he must be sick of it by now. Here's a good one. Uh, feeling Stronger Every Day, Chicago. Chicago 6 is the album. Sale of 2,133,000, feeling stronger every day. Wow, what a great song. We'll let it run really a little is, bit because yeah. we like us in Chicago so badly. And it's the early Chicago stuff I think is so, so good. I mean, the, the, the older stuff is okay, but still, the early stuff, I mean, that was Chicago like we just don't hear today. Uh, Dream On, Aerosmith. Yep. From an album called Aerosmith. This was a great song. Big hit record. Hope oh, sales of over two million on the album alone. But this was a single, of course. It sold tons of records. Yeah, tons yeah. of records. Okay, here we go again. Anytime now, boy. Say Outlaw Man. It is. Man, I, I gave you the thing. E Eagles. Eagles? From okay. Desperado, the okay. album. All right. That's Juby Brothers. Long train running? Long train running, yeah. Come on, baby. Get down on the dare. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I that just was, had to let that, that one was roll Captain and Me, wasn't it? Oh, the I album? I don't know. I've, I've turned the page. I can't tell. Uh, Ryman Simon. Paul Simon. You got it. And loves me like, like a rock. rock. But I'll never take you for granted. With with <laughs> with the Dixie Hummingbirds. Hummingbirds. Yeah. Humming in the background. Yeah, boy, I love that. So I never got tired of playing that one on the radio. No, no. Still Great playing. Song. Uh, it's the, uh, the Joker, Steve Miller. Yeah. Some people call him Maurice. Because he speaks of the pompatus. Of the pompatus of love. 
Which was his own word. His own word. Nobody yeah. knows what it means. Yeah. He can't explain it to this <laughs> day, by the way. I guess they understand. <laughs> what? Oh, you'd always have to throw something weird in. Only life has been. Now, you got to recognize that song, that man. Could life begin again? Actually, I'm torn. The day you took my hand. Well, I included I'm, it because it was just a, one of those strange anomalies, I guess. Yeah, you you're stranger. Yeah, Perry, yeah. That was Perry Como. Uh, that, uh, that's, uh, I was going to say Perry Como or Frank Sinatra, but then the more I heard it, I went, that's not Frank. No, it wasn't yeah, Frank. Perry, Perry Como. Como, and I Love You So. Yeah. The song name of the album, too, is as near as I could tell. I couldn't what quite was tell. the Perry Como song that I liked that ROV played? Seattle? Oh, yes. Yeah. That was a big hit record for him. It's all coming back to it me. It was now. his last couple of years of big hit records in yeah. the top 40. It was sort of a comeback time for him, too. Mm-hmm. Just like Sinatra. They, both of them were still hanging in there at 73. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah, right. they were. Well, I did so so. I, th- I don't actually, know if I get the bongo lessons. Actually, I think you did real yeah, well. well. I think you could use a, a little foghorn leghorn. All right, sister, out with it. Let's have it. What's a big idea bashing me on the noggin with a rolling pin? <laughs> Anyone's head, boy. That's a head. That's a joke, boy. You missed it. Went right past you. You gotta keep... I say you gotta keep on your toes. <laughs> toes, that is. But the fast ones get right by you. Keep your ears open. <laughs> yappity, yappity, yep. I can't get a word in edgeways. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel that way with some people? You know, that is still <laughs> one of my favorite dress ties that I have from my Channel 7 days. I still have it. What is it? Uh, it it's Foghorn Leghorn. A dress tie? It's what a dress mean? tie. Well, you uh, know, to wear with, you know, coat and tie. Well, what is it? Does it have foghorn on it? It's got foghorn on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I okay. love, love anything Bugs Bunny. So. Well, Larry, it's time for a pop quiz oh okay yes indeed it's true uh <laughs> it's enough stop it with that um and the question is this okay the question is on the back what happened <laughs> it turns out <laughs> we're doing this show backwards is it true that the group blood sweat and tears uh-huh. once worked for the u.s state department which once revealed caused them to fall into disfavor uh, because of uh, anti-government factions. Do you think that's true? Uh, I would not be at all surprised. It's true. What happened was that lead singer David Clayton Thomas, that okay. fabulous voice, right. a Canadian by birth, had a past history serving some prison time. Oh. I don't know what he did. He bonked someone over the head. And then they got busted by the feds, and the government decided here for you know, marijuana and mm-hmm. several other things. Mm-hmm. And the government decided to cancel David Clayton Thomas's green card and send them packing back to Canada, which would have ended their touring in America at the height of their careers. Wow. Wow. Well, cooler heads prevailed due to their popularity and hit records, and one after another. So the immigration and naturalization people hatched an idea to send them on a three-month tour of communist nations, Poland, and to name a few. And they would be goodwill ambassadors for the U.S., All approved, all the way up the line to the White House. And then the government would let them off the hook. They paid them to do this. They covered all their costs. And they even sent 
a film crew to capture most of the performances, which have just been discovered. But when it came out that they were working for the feds, <laughs> the anti-Vietnam people and yeah, all yeah. the others said they had sold out and they stopped buying their records uh, and going to their concerts and they fell on hard times. Eventually, the group disbanded. Now there's a documentary which tells the story and shows the film stuff, and it's called What the Hell Happened to Blood, Sweat, and Tears? <laughs> and it's on some TV radar. Have you yeah. ever heard of that number? No. No, no, I haven't either. Anyway, that's it's it's being seen huh. uh, streamed on there by now. And by the way, the simple answer to what happened, it turns out, mm-hmm. David Clayton Thomas left the group, and that was the end of them. You know, this could explain what the song "Go Down Gambling" could be. Could actually mean, yeah, could that be. was just David Clayton's way of getting even. You might be right about US, that. I don't know. But you didn't know that? I didn't no, know that either. No. And, and in fact, most people don't remember if they knew it at all. Well, but the federal government knew about it. Well, How interesting huh. is that? Is that interesting? You got any deaths? Uh, we got a few here. Longtime uh, ABBA guitarist Lasse Wellander died on Good Friday. He was 70. The Swedish Wellander died of cancer, sadly. Uh, Lasser, inspired by the Beatles in 63 to pick up the guitar, started playing with ABBA in 74, appeared on the soundtracks for both Mamma Mia and uh, films. uh, And then 2021's album Voyage, prolific session musician, and has also released seven solo albums, which I wasn't aware of. Hmm. Uh, Did that over the years. Uh, Seymour Stein, founder of Sire Records, has died. Brash president and highly successful founder of Sire Records, who helped launch the careers of uh, Madonna, Mm -hmm. Talking Heads, and many others died uh, recently at the age of 80. Stein, who helped found the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. and was himself inducted into the R&R Hall of Fame in 2005, died of cancer in Los Angeles, according to a statement. Seymour's taste in music is always a couple of years ahead of everyone else's. Talking Heads manager Gary Kerfers told the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame around the time of Stein's induction. Stein, sire artists also included, by the way, Ice-T, The Smiths, Depeche Mode, mm-hmm. The Replacements, and Echo and the Bunny Man. Oh, I always liked Echo and the Bunny Man. <laughs> Along with the more established Lou Reed, Brian Wilson, who recorded with Sire later in their careers. So anyway, he's passed on. He was very important in the music industry. Huh. He was. Wow. And uh, one more death. No, oh, okay. Uh, in fact, this happened Sorry right it. after the, uh, the last podcast, uh, like that afternoon. Keith Reed, the oh. lyricist for Procol Harum. Oh, yeah. Who we all know about... Uh, a famous line, which I'll tell you about in a second, on Whiter Shade of Pale. Uh, he died in uh, in a London hospital after receiving cancer treatment for two years. Oh, my heavens. 1967 debut single, Whiter Shade of Pale. Reed wrote the line that begins, We skipped the light, the light fandango. fandango. Larry, this just in. Breaking the, news? The podcast newsroom. Okay. Yes, indeed. Uh, rapper, hip-hop artist, Jelly Roll has garnered three CMA awards. So this is a country music awards. Okay. Roll, whose real name is Jackson DeFord, has apparently managed to bridge the two genres of music. And by the way, Mr. Jelly recently got into big trouble by putting the Waffle House name and logo on one of his album covers without their permission. Oh, no. And the Waffle House people were not amused. And issued a cease and desist order. Oh. Now, Larry, you would think that a guy who makes his living 
in the music business, mm-hmm. who has BMI, right. ASCAP, sure. CSAC, protecting yeah. their yeah. copyrights, mm-hmm. collecting mm-hmm. fees, mm-hmm. collecting the uh, I mean, protecting the artists and writers and others would surely understand how important other people's copyrights and logos are to them. No comment from family members, strawberry jam and peach preserves. They had nothing to say <laughs> about jelly roll whatsoever. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> so anyway, there's that. Well, we do appreciate you listening to episode 62 of Two Larrys and a Mic. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll subscribe to the show. You can find Two Larrys and a Mic wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to share this podcast with someone by clicking on the share button. Hope you're going to join us next time for Two Larrys and a Mic. I'm Larry Dow. Larry Bly here, and uh, oh well, Mike is uh, still trying to sell those electroluxes door to door. Good luck on that. Yeah, really. Oh.